listening to Season 3 and another episode of Beyond Clean with Dave, a service of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. I'm your host, Dave Thompson. And since you're listening, you might as well know that you're about to hear something that has to be healthy, positive, and or progressive in the cleaning industry today. Last year, we launched the Rockstar Custodian series of motivational sessions, in addition to the tactical classes which are being instructed around the U.S. Now, industry professionals are joining us to talk, share their thoughts, and let you know what's on their mind. So turn up the sound and let's get talking. Okay, this is Dave, and uh, you know, I'm back for another podcast. Um, we've been trying to do it every week, but you know, sometimes schedules and things just don't work out. And you know, we've been doing the DMB thing, but Bobby isn't here this week, hasn't been here for several weeks. I've been traveling all over the place, but you know, we have three words that we like to talk about on every podcast healthy, positive, and proactive. And I want to, I kind of want to do something a little bit different today. Um, my speaker that's, or my guest that's on with me right now is uh, well, kind of a blast from my past, uh, uh, from the St. Louis days uh, a few years ago, and uh, Chris Croy. Uh, are you on the other line with me, Chris? I sure am, yes. Well, Chris happens to be over in my neck of the woods here in Florida. We just didn't know this was going to happen, so this is kind of an impromptu thing, but that's what a podcast is all about, huh, Chris? Yeah, that's right. The great thing about technology like this today is I got someone like you who's a thought leader who's got a lot of insight um, can broadcast to anywhere and even though I'm sitting in a parking lot in between appointments uh, we can do this great hopefully we can bring some value to your listeners well that's great I, hey Chris uh, so let's just kind of I mean I know who you are and everything but kind of tell the audience a little bit about who Chris Croy and gosh I mean your whole family organization I mean it's quite a thing well, sure. Well, um, I, not to bore your listeners, but uh, I, I, I'm, my name is Chris Croy. I'm an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur, which I don't know if that means that I don't know any better and don't know when to stop or just love the idea of, of the opportunities we have at this time in history and in this country um, to uh, create something and bring value to people. It's never been a better time, I think, in the history of humanity to um, be effective in the economic um, marketplace and in the culture with the things that we do. And uh, I'm married. I have four kids. Uh, we homeschool those kids and we homeschool um, largely because we want to teach them the entrepreneurial journey and we want to start them young. I would rather my kids start a business and fail because I believe they'll get a better education doing that than sitting in a college classroom. I don't talk about economics or money or opportunity or entrepreneurialism, right? They don't talk about that thing. So I'd rather do it and fail, because uh, I have done it and failed myself. So I'm a good teacher. Uh, my kids understand that. We, we talk from um, a place so, so, what you're, yeah. so what you're saying, Chris, is they learn by experience because that's the way that dad showed them how not to do it and then how to do it. And now, from what you were telling me a little bit ago, they're actually now doing it on their own. But now I gotta tell you, I was impressed and gosh, this has been probably at least four years ago. You, you came, you, you were part of the networking group and you came in and said, I've got this electronic business card. Yeah, that's right. And, and I had the experience of working with Chris and going through developing a, an electronic business card and watching your son do some of the shooting and stuff. And he was, I mean, he was right there. I mean, I remember my young days, my dad 
didn't get me to do exactly what your son was. He was already part of, he was already almost an entrepreneur. Yeah, well, I've always had my kids travel with me on business. So I'm, so I'm a professional photographer. That's my original business. For 25 years, I've been doing that. And I always took my kids with me on commercial shoots around the country, even when they were little. Um, we started a marketing business about seven years ago. Photography was kind of dying. So we moved over to marketing where we knew we learned and knew how to drive traffic for people and get leads through digital marketing. And of course, part of that, a couple of those tools in our toolbox are still video and photography, right? Um, it's a very, we're a very visual culture. No oh, yeah. one's going to read four pages on your website. I don't care how, no. you can be giving away money and they're not going to read your website, right? No, no they'll, they'll, they'll skip over that part where it says free money because there wasn't a video there to go with it. That's right. Exactly right. Exactly right. So um, as my kids got older, they, they became my assistants on, on these jobs and, and we've, we've done all kinds of work and, and did all sorts of different niches, manufacturing, um, you know, banking, finance, I mean, it, but really marketing is kind of the same though in every niche. You just have to know the language of your audience, right? That's the difference. So um, my son, now my son is six foot five, got hair down to his shoulders, right? Um, but we decided to start a business. I wanted to start a business that I felt like would be um, a chance to grow and scale. We, the margins were good and would be something that could we could build even as the economy shifts away from a lot of the things we've always done, right? There's a lot okay, of questions. Okay, so now wait a minute, Chris. You're you're not going to tell me you got into the cleaning business now. Well, we did actually. Yes, we got into a portion of the cleaning business, right? And and I tell you why we chose it because I believe that service businesses can still thrive um, because no matter what we talk about with artificial intelligence or robots, right, or all those kind of things. Um, if you can fix something, build something, or service something or someone, you've got great potential still. Um, photography oh, yeah, kind of died I, I, because I, I totally agree with you on that. Because I, I mean, that's what we're in. We're in the knowledge right. business, and that's providing a service to somebody. But that's right. But you know, I still say custodians, janitors, technicians, whatever you want to call us, we're still a in a society or, or an operation of doers. If we're not that's doing right. something. Um, you know, we're just, we're, we're lacking. And so, so let's see now, now just to refresh, you went from photography to marketing to cleaning. You're yeah, still doing a, a little bit of all of it at the same time though. Right. Photography is still part of what I do. I make great marketing videos for my cleaning business because <laughs> we're a video <laughs> marketing company. We have the best marketing video I've ever seen <sighs> in our industry. Right. Um, uh, okay. You know, but photography died because now everybody listening to this podcast has a, a really good camera in their pocket. They just aren't going to pay much for photography. Now, I still do that for certain clients. I still have a couple of weddings around the world this year, but I don't do them like I used to. I used to do, I photographed 1,200 weddings in my life, right? So we went all over the world doing that when it was the good old days, but, but the days aren't good in that industry anymore because of technology. Well, right? but you're, what you're saying, though, Chris, is that photography took you all over the world and your kids. That's right. That's right. And marketing does the same thing now too. I mean, we, we uh, while we're down here in Florida for a, a, a medical reason for my daughter, we're also here doing some work for some clients, right? Some marketing work. In fact, the doctor who's treating us, uh, we're talking marketing with them as well too. So that's part of what we do as well. Um, but I, but I'm actually the most excited, Dave, about being window washers, window power washers. washers. I'm okay. more excited about now, that you, because now, I, now, I, cause I can scale that. I can scale that. You, you just threw the whole audience that was listening completely off guard and, right. and said, I am most excited about washing windows. 
That's right. That's right. I am because if you understand the economics of scale um, and for, look around, so I look at trends, right? Well, every new fast food restaurant you see me build today is 60% glass. That's yeah. exciting to us, right? We see that. We see, <laughs> we see the, the numbers of every new big building, every, you know, the, the biggest amount of construction in most cities where we are certainly in St. Louis are these three to five story medical buildings, right? Well, we, those are mostly glass nowadays. That's exciting. So we look at the numbers and the trends, and we pick that because the margins are good. The margins are really good. If you're in a service business and you know your numbers, you can, it can be very lucrative. And if you know how to, to, to build and scale, it can, it can be um, a dramatic business. So we, and in fact, we had a massive job kind of land in our laps. The truth was I got a call from a, a major national construction company, a $300 million company. And they said, hey, we, we need to bid on some construction cleanup window washing. And I'm like, all right, we, we can do that. Sure. And then I went, I went to the job site. I'm thinking to myself, we can't do this. It's <laughs> way, 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 way above what we've ever done. But after all, it's washing windows. It's not curing cancer. So what we did was, and this is my encouragement to your listeners, we uh, researched it. And I knew I had to hire a crew for this job. I knew I had to learn about, uh, we had to rent a lot of equipment, lift equipment. We had to hang guys from the rooftop to uh, clean certain parts of the windows. And so we did the research. And I submitted a proposal, and our bid was the highest bid, and we won the bid. And you want to know why we won the bid? No, but I'm sure, that everybody, I'm sure that everybody listening right now, you've got them right where you want them, because right. here, co here comes Chris Croy in marketing. Well, let me tell you something. Why we won the bid was not because they think we clean our windows better than somebody else. Okay. Because they assume we're all going to clean the windows fine, right? Sure. We won the bid because, in, in, in the words of, this, of the vice president of the company, who normally people like us don't get to talk to, but uh, he happened to be local. He said, you were the first professional proposal we'd ever received from a third-party vendor. And in other words, uh, from the marketing side, and here's what I'm convinced about. I know this from marketing for attorneys and marketing for manufacturing facilities and marketing for doctors. Most businesses are asleep at the wheel when it comes to growing a business. Now, you know, Dave, what you're doing is you're teaching people how to be the best, bring the highest of value to the service they provide. What they should be doing then is taking that knowledge that you've given them and educate their customers as to why they're the better choice. And in your proposal, my proposal was two pages of explanation about my understanding of their needs and their challenges facing them and, and what we had to do to get to these certain hard to risk places. I only had one line at the bottom was my price. And it said window cleaning inside and out, Construction clean, boom, there's my price. It was almost a six-figure job and uh, a one-time job. And we got the bid because we were the only one to give a professional proposal. So my encouragement to people in this day and age is not only is it a great time to be an entrepreneur, um, especially when young people today aren't thinking about that, right? Because, you know, they're, they're hearing about free tuition and free housing and free. They're not going to want to work and start a business, right? No, um, especially hanging off from a building cleaning windows. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, you know, I was able to hire four guys. Now, I knew them. I paid them all 25 bucks an hour. Pretty good money for washing windows, right? And I gave them all a nice fat bonus at the end because I worked that into the budget. And these guys got the job done. We hit it. And now we've got bids bit lined up to do more bids for the same company. So, so now, now, we might be so now you're going to go, now you're gonna go into the high-rise window washing business, not just uh, one, uh, one or two level. You've got you, – you We might, yeah, right. So now, so, so, so now your kids 
Um, because I, I can't remember all the ages of them, but I believe that two of them are not in high school, but they're college age. Well, so my oldest daughter is 19. Okay. Um, and my son is 16, almost 17. Okay. And then my daughter who we're here for in, in Orlando is 13. And then my youngest daughter is 12, just turned 12 a couple days ago. Now here's the thing. My oldest daughter, when I told her about this business, she was like, Oh my God, dad, seriously window washing i do not want to be a window washer right you can imagine an 18 year old girl going what but i said hey yeah especially when especially when most 18 19 year olds are either talking about marriage or college right well window washing isn't part of that scenario well but 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 here's what i'll tell you Uh oh so she just got engaged this weekend did you see my video on facebook about yes i did yes i did she's Uh getting married at 19 which is young but uh, we've always said, hey, with our kids, it's not about age, it's about maturity and Correct. understanding. Yes, so absolutely. This young, this young man is a hardware, he's an entrepreneur, he's got a landscaping business, I'm helping him with marketing, so, you know, it's going to be it's going to be fine and dandy, <laughs> it's, right? It's going to be the family business, the Croy family right. business. Right. In fact, in fact, this young man came and helped us do these windows job, windows jobs, and he was great, and my son has got some lawn care going, so they're probably going to figure some of that together as brothers-in-law, <laughs> but we know marketing, right? So we can get traffic. The, diff- the problem is... I can get traffic for anybody. It's what you do with the traffic, what you do with those leads, right? So I, I didn't turn the jets on with our business yet because we couldn't handle 20 no, new leads a week, no, right? No, we just no, couldn't because no. we're being methodical how we build it. So, so well, my back daughter – Back to that word that you said earlier, scalability. You, you know, and this is, right. what other, this is what entrepreneurs have to understand. If you don't have the infrastructure, if you don't know how to bid the job, if you don't know how to put forth that professional proposal like you said – if you go out and just do these and get these things, you're going to crash and burn at some point because you can't take care of it. You've got to do this in a routine, uh, I mean, programmed way. Right. It's all about systems, right? So what we're doing now very deliberately, in fact, this big job was really kind of like, okay, well, we got to, we got to do some things ahead of schedule, but let's go get this job. Let's do it. And some of that money can fund some equipment that we weren't planning on being able to get. So we did do it, but we are, we are methodically building out the systems, right? the e book, right? And I didn't do that. My first couple of uh, forays into entrepreneurism, I just did something because I liked it. That's a bad reason to start a business, you know? Yeah, but yeah. how many entrepreneurs, I met myself included, we've all done the same thing. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody, nobody taught us like you're teaching your kids, Chris. I mean, that's the whole right. thing. And I think you're, right. before we got on the show this afternoon is, you know, so many of us have been trained that when you get out of high school, you, you know, you go either go flip hamburgers or you, you, whatever it is, or you go to college, you get in debt and you pay for, you know, the next 30 years for the debt that you incurred and you go do something different than what you got a college degree for. Right. You know, my daughter, when she started making money from window washing, she realized it was really good money. Like she couldn't <laughs> get that money going and, and, and working at a restaurant or nannying. But more importantly, I said, if you learn the back end stuff, right, which is the marketing, uh, the SEO that we do, right? The um, um, Google AdWords, Facebook marketing, all things that we do for the clients. They learn that. And then when you get married, you take that skill set. And guess what? She's marrying a guy who's got a landscaping business. She can take that skill set over to that business. Right? Yeah, I mean, she's, she's going she's to be yeah. telling him how to run his business or she's going to run it for him. Right. And, and so we can help that. And then my son, uh, but, but guess what? We all have to, I, I'm washing some windows now too in the beginning, right? We're, we, we all have our belts when we go wash windows, but my job is to grow the business. My son's job is to develop the systems, you know, how, how we're going to train employees the best way to actually wash windows, right? 
and there's some there's some science to that. There's a, there is some. Oh, I know, uh, I know. I have right a there. window. I have a window washing class, Chris. Thank you very yeah. much. Okay, good. Yeah, perfect. So so learning how to get up to a window and knock that window because we can we've actually you know broken down by the um, second how a standard storefront window should take. Now, residential is different, a lot of variables yes. there, but yes. the more storefronts are gonna be three feet by six to eight feet windows if, if, without a pole. So if we can go in and we can do that window in uh, 45 seconds opposed to four minutes, that's between making 60 grand and 90 grand a year, right? If you know, if you know your numbers, if you know your math, so, on, so, on those kind of windows. So, so Chris, right I gotta, tools, I, right. you know, here, here the audience is listening. They had no idea that they were going to get a class today on window washing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is, this is really cool because, you know, this is what we try to teach in education. And this is knowing those things. You know, I'm working with a new software company, you know, that's going to help uh, with job bidding and actual yeah. professional job bidding. I mean, right there, real time, where you can create all of it and you can give a professional uh, proposal right there from your cell phone. And I think that's what you're talking about. And this is where our industry isn't, but needs to go. That's right. It is because if you can, so here's the biggest thing, you know who our models are in this business? Chick-fil-A, for example. Chick-fil-A is the number one fast, and I don't care about their food, but they're the number one (laughs) fast food restaurant in the country with uh, customer satisfaction. And here's the big deal. They're also the number one industry with with employee satisfaction. Correct. When you take care of your employees and your customers, the average Chick-fil-A, my last I read, was a, did about $4.5 million a year in business. That's way more than McDonald's, way more than anybody else. And it's because of the culture they have there. So when you go to Chick-fil-A, um, you, it, it feels good to do business with them, right? Yeah. Um, so what I work, and hey, look, look, what we're hiring in window washing, this is not skilled labor. So what we're doing is we're hiring character and we'll teach the, in fact, I almost don't want to hire window washers. Uh, when I, when you know, I mean, people have said this for years in our business, the ones that are in the know, I would rather try, I would rather have somebody that doesn't know my business at all. So I don't yeah. have to try to reprogram what somebody right. else, how they learned. Right. You know, we have people that come into class all the time and oh, I've been doing floors for 10 years. I'm going to say, I'm sorry you learned all the bad stuff. Let me reprogram. That's right. That's right. So in our business, and again, we're still in the beginning here, but for this big job we just did, um, I hired four guys. Now, I knew them, and these were character guys. And they were, two of them were, were uh, arborists. They were tree trimmers. So you know what they were? They were problem solvers. Mm-hmm. So we got this job. We had some window banks that were 20 feet high. We had to go through steel beams, and I was going to rent lifts. They said, no, we don't need lifts. We'll just use, we have our tree trimming rig. We're just going to scale up there. And these guys were able to do these jobs because they were problem solvers. So I paid them really, really well. So maybe I can call on them again. They've got their own business. But, but I want people. Well, but but you, what you did is you, you were paying them not for their ability to w- clean the window. You were paying them for their ability to think through, problem solve it, and, right. and take a solution to the job. Not, uh, as I teach all the time, you know, the actual technique of cleaning the window with a squeegee is not that complicated once you understand why you do certain things, but you have right. to, you have to be able to root, uh, work that through your head. I love what you're doing. Right. Yeah. I so, that. I mean, so, so my son, this job was a great learning experience because we were able to be on site. We were on the roof. We were running safety lines and having to anchor the, the rig system and 10 degrees outside, you know, we couldn't clean when the water, when it was below freezing and, 
and but all these things. But what we learned was, and so we sat down afterwards. Okay, we made this much money. It's a great number. Let's go back and really pick through the numbers. Okay, how long did what did we do that we could do better? What was pretty good, and what should we not do ever again? You know, and, and all those things. And if you're not willing to ask yourself those things in a business, you're never going to grow. So we took that as, and again, my son already has this experience because he wants to be the crew leader, the guy who the, the field. Uh, the operations manager when we have 20 crews, that's his goal, right? And we, and, it, and then, and then we may take this cleaning company and go into house cleaning, right? Because we'll have the marketing and the branding down and the, and the scalability. And we, we, so we may take uh, the branding we're doing now and then scale that out. Um, that remains to be seen, but power washing, great margins, window cleaning, great margins, uh, house cleaning, roof washing. Uh, and with that, we built in automatic upsells, right? Uh, gutter cleaning, Christmas light hanging now. And it's, on the website, they just click on what they want to order. They pay a deposit. There's no, there's no showing up when they're not there. And uh, our conversion rate in the very beginning here, and we measure this in marketing, right? How many, how many leads you get into your funnel? How many turn into customers? Our conversion rate is about five times the industry average right now because um, we are we are branding ourselves professionally. We're creating professional content, which is what I don't want to do already. And then we are trying to make it and using software and technology to make it so easy for them to deal with us. that they don't have to think about that's yeah. what most people, most people don't do, you know? And so uh, we're confident in it and we're excited. But like I said, I'm more excited. And I, I'm a photographer. I'm an artist by trade. That's what I've always done my whole life. And I still love it as a, as a craft. And I still do some high paying jobs that are very few because there's very few out there. Um, but I'm more excited about this service business, this cleaning business than anything I've ever done before. Well, you know, the thing is, is, and I think what you're saying though, is you took your creativity that you liked in photography because you actually were creating a feeling. That's what photography does. It creates a feeling, an empowering an feeling. Emotion, right. And, and what you've done now is you've just went into the service business where you're still providing a service for somebody. You're still creating you're still yeah. empowering and it's that entrepreneurial spirit that you have and your kids have. It's the Croy empire now. Well, not about an empire, but you know what I was, I always tell my kids and in fact, my, my 13 year old daughter is now handing learning and handling all the social media marketing, right? Which is just our, our targeted posts and things like that and seasonal offers. And you know, that's, we have software to do that. It's pretty easy. Uh, um, so she's learning that right now. You know, as my daughter gets married, she'll be able to do less for us, more for her husband's business, which is, I totally understand. And my son wants to concentrate on, on, on the field work and, and developing crews and systems. So, um, so that's what we're doing now. So do, yeah. you ha do you have a free tip for the listeners today? I mean, I didn't know I was going to ask this, but I'm thinking, come on, you got to give us, you got to give these people a free tip this afternoon. Well, a free tip, uh, I, I guess my tip would be, and I guess your audience, covers the gamut of, of cleaning professionals, I'd oh, imagine, gosh. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And literally think of it this way. You know, podcast is great because it's worldwide. It's always here. So this is something that's going to be around for a long time. Yeah. So what I, what the tip that I received, and I'm almost 50 years old, so I've been around for a little while, but I still have mentors, right? And sure, we all we, do. We, I talked to uh, this man named Jim Causey, who, has, like I said, has built a dozen businesses like this around the world and he's a retired guy and he mentors my kids. He's in our, he's in our Christian business leaders group and he's a great guy. Um, Vietnam veteran, highly decorated soldier, uh, generous man. But anyway, he said, <clears throat> take care of your employees 
so that when they do leave you, they recruit their replacement. And so I said, well, I, I get what you're saying, but how you did it. And she showed me some of that, right? Is especially if you're, if you're, if, if you're in your audience are entrepreneurs, right? The ones that are start that are, that are the bosses, right? Um, take care of your employees in a way that you improve their life and they're not going to leave you for a buck or two an hour. They'll stay with you. And that's how you grow. If you treat employees like they're an expense instead of an investment, it's always going to be a push and pull and you're never going to get beyond the headache of having employees. Employees is the biggest struggle of any business, the biggest challenge. And so my, and I'll, I'm going to give you another free tip with that. Okay. Right. The other tip is, Invest in marketing. Now, I know I'm a marketing guy, so, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But if you're not marketing your business today, you're just spinning your wheels. And I, and I made a comment earlier that I stick to is that most companies are asleep at the wheel. They might be hustling. They might be getting referrals. And that's good. I mean, I'm not saying people aren't there who aren't doing well. But that most of them are asleep at the wheel. When I, when I, when I uh, looked in our industry, uh, in St. Louis anyway, Nobody is doing any kind of real modern marketing, SEO engagement, Google AdWords of any sort. So we know we're going to be able to cut into that market share when we're ready, right? I did a little bit. I spent a little bit of money. I, I turned on my jets just a tiny bit, and we got some leads in. And we got a lot of customers from people who already had window washers. In fact, they had the big chain, but that big chain's asleep at the wheel. Their, their invoicing is terrible. Their, 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 their follow-up is terrible. And people are looking to do business with people who care about their customers. And if you do that, I'm telling you, in this economy, in this country, um, you can do great. And that's why I'm excited about this, this industry that we're in now too. And I'm a total tech, a gear nerd now. If you wanna know about, um, you know, uh, water content and water um, quality, I know all that stuff now, man. We have we have water pump filter systems. All the min yeah, all the minerals, all the minerals, yeah. and all the stuff that's in water. Total, no people, no total dissolve, right? Total dissolve solids, right? And a meter for that. Walk around, going, what's your TDS look like? Oh yeah, well my my pump out there filters the water before we put it on your windows. It wrenches spot free. I get all excited about that, you know. So. Now you know something. Here's the interesting thing: was when whenever you and I got together at a networking with Tip Club. And then you did the, the photography thing, and we did that and everything. Mm -hmm. well, how, how did we ever think that you and I would be doing a podcast talking about window washing? Yeah, I, well, I, I certainly didn't at the time. And I'll tell you something. I'll tell you what happened. My wife and my kids were out having ice cream one day, and they saw a couple of washing, a, a man, a husband and wife washing windows. And my, my, I always told my kids, hey, ask questions. You'll learn more by asking questions than you will by reading a textbook all day long, guaranteed. Um, and so they asked them, you know, so well, how do you like window washing? And, and they loved it. They said, we've been doing this for 22 years. And my son said, so, I mean, can you make a living? He goes, Hey, I, could you, could you take care of your family? I'm making 95 grand a year. And my wife's like, seriously? He's like, Oh yeah. And, and I don't, and, and so that was my wife going, Hey, cause we're looking at something to teach our kids. I go, well, the, and now I like this industry because it's not expensive to get into it. The tools aren't expensive. The overhead's very low. And the margins are good. I go, those are four, four things that make that a great industry, even though it's, there's a, a million bucket bobs out there who will wash the windows for lunch money. We don't worry about them. We know how to market and get better customers, right? Um, and, but if that number alone, my son was like, wow. There are kids out there with $200,000 degrees are making fifty grand a year. And they'll okay, never so, pay off their college degree. So. so something that the audience doesn't know, and I know that you don't know, Chris, but you know, the Academy of Cleaning Excellence is housed inside of Gym Supply here in Central Florida. 
yeah. you know, an 80 plus year old company that's been around, but Dutch Owens, who is the current owner that bought it, you know, years ago, mm -hmm. he started his business as the window washer in Orlando. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> and, 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 and now look at where we are. And, right. and, and, and from window washing, he's went into, they had a cleaning service. Uh, his dad was in the cleaning business before. I mean, I'm right here beside me. I've got the machine that he rode on when he was a kid buffing floors. You know, yeah. but, but you're talking window washing, and now you're talking a 20-plus million-dollar company, and I have the ability now with Jim Supply and the Academy to do, you know, international webcasting. Uh, you yeah. know, I'm on the speaking tour going around the country speaking with the Rockstar program. You know, so, you know, what we're trying to say this afternoon is don't poo-poo window washers, right? That's right, man. Don't poo-poo janitors, window washers, because, in fact, I'll tell you this story, right? When the recession hit 2008, guess what the first thing people stopped paying for? Expensive weddings. Guess what I was, an expensive wedding photographer. <laughs> but you know what? They never, they never quit paying for what I do. That's right. And, and guess, who, guess who never stopped working? Plumbers. Because every month they're pooped, they run away from the house. Right? Those people, those service people, they have, they have their own challenge. I'm, I'm not painting an entirely rosy picture like there's no problems. No. But guess who kept working? My biggest, one of my biggest marketing clients is a plumber who makes $7 million bucks a year because he built a plumbing company up to 45 crews. Right? So does he snake toilets anymore? No. But if he wants to, he does because he still likes to go out and help his customers. But he built a company based around making sure that the customers love his crews, right? Okay. And once you do that, so, so the, other, the other tip that I heard was, for my, for if you're younger, uh, or you're starting a business, for example, is, um, and I tell this to my son all the time, take those profits and don't be stupid and buy a brand new F-150 because you'll never get ahead. Put that money back into the business for the right tools, the right education, and then when you have five or 10 crews, then you begin to enjoy on the entrepreneurial side so in the beginning, it's about how do you make your customers happy? We're not passionate about washing windows as much as we're passionate about pleasing our customers. And that's a, that's a mindset, right? Getting my kids, yeah. my mindset around the kids. Hey, if you go out there and they call back and you drive out there that within the hour and fix the problem, if they do it three times, either we're really bad or we need to drop that customer. But in the meantime, we're going to figure out what it is that makes customers the happiest. And people, by the way, uh, when you wash windows, People are thrilled because they see, they go, wow, they love it because the light shines in brighter in their business. Some people don't get their windows washed enough, so it's really dramatic. Uh, and same thing with power washing, man. You can see your results right away. And well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, both yeah. of what you're talking about has instant, instant gratification, not only for the receiver, but also the doer. That's right. So uh, I can't, I, I, I've been thinking this because I even don't even know myself. We've talked for now, I don't know how long, but where do people go and see this wonderful program for window washing? Where do they go? To see what we do? No, no, no. I mean, oh. is there a website? Is there a, a YouTube channel? Where, where do they go to you see know, the Croy Empire? Well, so my kids have just started a YouTube channel. We're, we're documenting the process, right? I want, my kids have an idea. Now, we haven't launched it yet because we're building up a library of content. We want to get some things in the can. Okay. Then we'll launch it. Because as a marketer, I know that you don't start put don't, don't release it till you have enough content to push out regularly. So we're doing that right now. Okay. And um, the, the YouTube channel is going to be about teenagers and then young 20 somethings starting 
what we hope to be a million dollar business, right? And, and what they learn along the way, share what they're learning, share their experience on the job, share the bad stuff, right? How do you handle a client who doesn't pay their bill? How do you handle when you damage something and you got to go fix it? Oh, yeah. you know, how do you handle all these things? So they're documenting that now. And then also how, how my daughter's going to be documenting um, how we're building through marketing. Because marketing, we started this business as marketers first, who happen to choose window washing is what we're going to market. But we're marketers first, right? We're not, we're not someone like just trying to hustle for weekend money. Um, so uh, that YouTube channel is coming. Uh, the website currently is down at c2itclean.com. The word C, the number two, the word it, clean.com. Now that website's transitioning over into a, to a landing page. We're going to use ClickFunnels and build our sales funnels that way. So that, that's right now we're between those being live, but that's our domain. Okay. And then we have a Facebook page, c2itclean. Uh, uh, Facebook page, which we're just trying to put some content out there. Um, so yeah, so like I said, our biggest clients we've gotten so far, going back to that big construction job we got, <laughs> on why we didn't deserve it, I had no references and I had no website. <laughs> and yet they still picked us. Because on the phone, I could, I he understood that I understood the challenges of this job. Right. Now, I'm a marketer, gotta have the website done, but it wasn't done at the time. And we have no references on big jobs like that. I had nothing to give him. And he asked us, you know what, this is, I said, we've done, we have commercial clients that are route work, but nothing like this. He goes, oh, that's fine. And then I laid out some of my proposal and we still got the job. So people are asleep at the wheel. Um, take, be passionate about taking care of your customers. If you're cleaning hospital rooms, you should be passionate about the fact that you play a pivotal role in people not getting infections, right? That should be your passion. Not just that the floors sparkle, but that you're playing a pivotal role in a hospital's ecosystem, right? That's what we need to get people behind in, in serving customers is that kind of uh, desire because then you're going to do a great job. And with that will come prosperity, right? It will come with that. You know, I, right? I think that you've been kind of looking at some of the stuff I've been doing because, you know, uh, the Rockstar program, you know, it's all about empower, uh, inspire, and engage. Uh, I mean, that's exactly what you're talking about. The Rockstar mm -hmm. program, we just do it for custodians, but you're right. We have programs for the healthcare industry, you know, and, and the frontline technicians yeah. there. So, you know, Chris, I always love talking with you. It's been a great time. Uh, you know, we're, hey, we didn't even know we were going to have Chris on the show today, but here we are. I didn't from, either, yeah. You know, from my office to your parking lot. That's right. In Orlando, at least for a couple more days, then I go home to St. Louis. Well, you know what? We're going to have to get you back on the show again. You know, I'm going to have to keep track of what's going on and how things are going. Anytime, man. You just let me know. So, hey, folks, if you've been listening to the podcast, you've listened to this point all the way, you know that we always talk about those three words, healthy, positive, and proactive. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm hoping that they're staying safe. He's, got, he's talking about the belts and all of the things. So, uh, you know, Chris and all the crew are doing that. It's definitely proactive because he's not putting out fires. He's creating something. And if there isn't some positivity here about, you know, his family all growing and his kids growing, and I don't know, I, I lost track of how many businesses he's got going at the same time now. But, uh, hey, I know one thing. Stay tuned to our podcast channel. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Facebook. Make sure if you're listening, go to rockstarcustodian.com. Make sure you nominate your rock star for this year. We're still taking nominations. You know, uh, we'll be back with another episode. And I want to say thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Dave Thompson from the Academy of Cleaning Excellence.